Good morning, Transformation. Come on, it's been an amazing morning already as we've been worshiping and, and seeing the Holy Spirit minister peace to our heart. Like I said, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't planning on uh, having that song or we weren't planning on singing that song about peace, but the Holy Spirit put it in at the last minute and then my whole word is around peace today. We've been in a series called Unshakable Believer and uh, we're in part six uh, of Unshakable Believer and looking at some of the foundations of an unshakable life. Come on, a lot of things have been shaking around us. There's been a lot of shakiness in our world. And so we need to have some things that, that give us a, a firm foundation. And the only reason we can have an unshakable life is because we have an unshakable God. God. We've looked at the foundation of worship. Uh, we've looked at the foundation of community. We've looked at the foundation of purpose and then serving. And then my wife brought an amazing word about, about women and, and on Mother's Day last week. And then this week, I want to look at another foundation. And we're going to start in Psalm 23, uh, just a portion of it, the first portion, one through three. And then I'll pray with you real quick. This is what Psalm 23, one through three says. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. My title for today is this, I want the still waters. I want still waters. Let me pray with you real quick. Father, thank you so much for leading us to still waters. Thank you for being our peace. Jesus, we, we, don't, we don't surround ourselves with philosophy and principles today. We we surround ourselves with you, the person of, of God. We surround ourselves with your peace. We ask for you. We ask for you to continue to open up who you are to us. Holy Spirit, show us who Jesus is so we can know who our Father is more clearly. So the more we see Jesus, the more we see God today. I ask that we would see you clearly today and receive peace from seeing you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want still waters. Uh, growing up, uh, my father was kind of uh, an adventurer and he loved like kind of death defying adventure. It's not, it's kind of exciting as a young kid, but it's also a little bit, uh, you, you know, makes you a little bit anxious. And so you never knew what the adventure was going to be. He loved a whitewater raft. And, and so we started going when I was about 14 <clears throat> to this river in West Virginia called the Gauley River. And uh, I don't know if you know about whitewater rafting, but the Gauley River is, is class fives and sixes. And, and like, like class sixes are unrunnable without death or injury, basically. And so, and you weren't allowed to ride the river unless you were 16, but my father wanted us to all go. So he lied about our ages on the form so he could get us in the boat with him so we could go. So we were 13 and a half, 14, and you had to be 16, but woohoo, you know, be quiet on the bus ride there, right? Not a great, you know, uh, feeling of security for your young 13 year old, but we ran the river. We did it probably five, eight times, somewhere there. And uh, I remember, no matter how many times I rode this river, the Golly River, uh, the, the rapids, the very first rapid was, was called um, insignificant. And, and let me just tell you, like the bus ride up to the, up to the, to the river, my heart would start to pound. I would start to get anxious. I, I was like, I dreaded going. Like I was, you, you, you had to prepare, like you could die. Like I'm 14, I could die today, you know? And so you get closer to the river, you start seeing people out there, every boat, has a guide and you have someone in your boat and, and you're kind of freaking out. Like there's nothing insignificant about dying today. You know what I'm saying? And so, so you just, you just had this, this feeling because you knew you were in, in store for like four and a half to five and a half hours of straight, like on the edge of death. And, uh, and so, um, 
it makes you a little bit nervous. Well, we, we would run that river. We were always fine. No one got injured or, or died or anything like that, but we did have some close calls. Uh, but I went and did research on why the first rapid was named insignificant. And, and supposedly the guy that named all the rapids, the first time he went down the rapid and uh, was with a team, uh, the water coming from the dam, which feeds the river, was, what, was at 1,200 cubic feet um, per second of pressure, 1,200. And so he wasn't really worried about the first rapid. It wasn't that big at the time he was worried about several other rapids down the way and so the next time he came back with a team to actually name uh, the the rapids um, they were going down the first one it was 2200 square feet or cubic feet of pressure being released from the dam now so it was a whole different ball game and so as they began to get into this first rapid some of the teammates are freaking out in the boat and they're like what's the name of the first rapid and he goes I don't know it's something insignificant and then they went on down it and that rapid wrecked their entire boat. They all fell out. They're, they're about to drown. They get back in the boat and, and the guy looks at him and goes, insignificant, huh? <laughs> and that kind of became the name of that first rapid. Let me, let me just say to you, there's white water all around us right now in our world, things we are facing and none of it is insignificant. Listen, the way you are feeling, the anxiety, the pressure, the stress, like I've been a little edgy, a little angry, like, man, this is weird. Like the feeling just that's in the world, it's white water. And it's not insignificant. Come on, what you used to think was easy to get through, like, like it was just a little bit of pressure, you could paddle, you could make it on your own. It wasn't a big deal. It wasn't really death defying. Now, as we put all this other pressure on top of us, now things are a little bit more dangerous and a little bit more serious. And so it's really an important time that God would lead us to still waters. I need someone to lead me to still waters. Here's Satan's trick. If Satan can't steal God's promises, he will sabotage our peace. Satan knows he can't take the promise that God's given you. So if he can't steal the promise, then he'll sabotage your and my peace. And so what we're facing with the pressure is Satan really ramping up the water pressure, ramping up the pressure on the planet to take the peace of God's kids. That's why Psalms 23 is so important. It says that the shepherd will lead us beside still waters. Come on, I need still waters in my life. You need still waters and we have to be led to it. You're not just, you don't just find it on your own. That The thing is, we had a guide in this boat and he actually could help us navigate this river. In the scriptures, in the context of, of ancient shepherddom, when there's shepherds and there's sheep, uh, the sheep would not drink. It's proven and it's a fact that sheep will not drink from, from white water or from rapids. If the, wa if the water was choppy or moving fast or kind of chaotic, the sheep wouldn't drink from it. And so, so actually the shepherd would have to lead the sheep to, to still water so they could actually get refreshed. And, and, and here's what's so, so dangerous. When waters are chaotic, it's not in our nature as sheep to slow down and get refreshed. When waters get turbulent, it's not in our design to actually know how to figure out how to refresh and, and how to slow down and how to, how to beat the turmoil. That's why we need a shepherd. That's why Jesus had to actually lead them to still waters. As, as we were rafting, we had these guides and there was these things called eddies. And I don't know if you're familiar with rafting, but, but you would do rapid after rapid and it's just, it's just, it's, it's scary. 
And then the, the guide would say, what we're going to do, there's an eddy right after this rapid. And when I yell, all oh, paddle right, everybody paddle right. And, and we got to get to the right-hand side of the river where an eddy is. An eddy is where the river kind of changes directions. And even though it's still flowing fast downriver, it, it widens out and there might be a side current that comes back behind a rock and begins to kind of swirl instead of continuing to go downstream. And so if you can get your boat into that eddy, it, it will actually hold your boat there and give you a chance to rest and refresh and relax and re-strategize and regroup and all check your equipment, make sure you've got everything you need. And so the guide would say, with everything you've got, before we went into a rapid, with everything you've got, paddle and get into this spot after so we don't have to keep going rapid to rapid to rapid. We've got to regroup. Some of you are so exhausted and so tired because you're just going from rapid to rapid to rapid. You're not taking time to let the shepherd lead you into still waters to rest and regroup and go, man, let me make sure I got my paddle. Let me, let me refresh. We have a guide named Jesus and he wants to lead me out of the chaos. Come on, there's always gonna be white water. There's always gonna be chaos. There's always gonna be turmoil. He wants to lead me as, as my shepherd into the quiet waters, into the still waters so I can breathe and, and refresh and regroup. And I think it's important that you and I get to a place called peace. As your pastor, I wanna lead you to still waters today. Come on, Jesus is leading us. I wanna lead you to peace. I wanna lead you to quiet waters. I wanna help lead you to a foundation. This foundation today, a foundation of an unshakable life is peace. It's peace. Jesus says it in John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. May I, may my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Then he says, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. I mean, think about that. I mean, he, he say, he's saying there's going to be chaos in the world. There's, there's going to be things that cause you to be afraid. There's going to be things. He says, let not your heart be troubled, meaning there's going to be stuff all around us that makes us feel troubled at times. There's going to be stuff that's like, you're going to be afraid. You're going to, Jesus says, don't let it be so. Here, here's what blows my mind. If he is, is actually commanding us in, in a way to not be afraid, that means it's a possibility to live not afraid. If he's saying that you, you can you not let your heart be troubled, that means he's given us what we need, his peace, supernaturally, to not be afraid. I wrote this down. Jesus' peace conquers our chaos. Hallelujah. I'm going to have chaos. You are too. I mean, it's just, it's the world we live in. But he says, you can take heart. Don't be afraid. Don't be troubled. And, and I listed some things that peace does. Here's three things that peace does for you in the midst of chaos. I think they're important because we need this peace. Number one, peace will govern you. It will govern your mind, your heart, your life. Isaiah 9, 6, and 7, I love it. It says this, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the, govern, the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. I mean, the, literally the czar of peace, that's Jesus. And verse seven says this, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. I love that God attaches his government of our life to peace. He says that, the, that peace and the government of our life go together, that as his government increases on our life, our peace actually increases, that there's no decrease of his government and his peace in our life, that as we get his peace and we allow his government to rule our life, it begins to govern how we think, act, feel, and what we believe about life. 
Isaiah 26.3 says it this way. This is a great verse. I'm gonna give you two translations. It says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Here, here's a translation that's crazy. Look at this. In, in the Passion Translation, it says this. Perfect, absolute peace surrounds those whose imaginations are consumed with you. They confidently trust in you. In the Hebrew, the word mind can be switched out for imagination. My son, he's 16 now, my oldest. And um, when he was in third grade, we started to do some IQ tests on him and some school tests on him uh, for some different things. And, and he was taking these tests and they did this test that tried to um, test his IQ with correlations. And so they would say, what does this and this have in common? And I can't, I can't remember exactly, but I think one of the questions was, he, he, he came out and the lady was like, they tested him and his mind was brilliant and his IQ was brilliant and his ability to correlate things was brilliant. And I think one thing was like, what does this kind of fish and, and, th and table salt have in common? And, 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 they, and it was like, he, he found the answer, they both are found in the ocean. And I'm, when, they, when I read it, I was like, man, I didn't know, any, I didn't know how I did. I'm like, Dad. my third grader was like, duh, dad, they're in the ocean, you know? I'm like, that's a good answer, that's right. You know, he was able to, to correlate these things and define the, the commonalities. But what they also said was with this level of, of, of IQ, there's also a lot of anxiety that comes with it. Because you begin to say, okay, if this relates to this, if this happens here, what happens here? If this happens here, what about this? If this, what about this? What if, what if, what, what about, how come, what if? And what's happening to many of you right now, you're so anxious and you're so worried because you're letting your imaginations run wild. What if, what if, what if, what if? What if there's no cure? What if there's a pandemic? What if, the, what if we vote by mail? What if, we, what if the government's wrong? What if the government's right? What if Trump is right? What if Trump is wrong? What about Dr. Fauci? What about YouTube? What about, it's all, it's just a virus. What about a cure? And you're just what ifing with your imagination in all these wild directions. And the Bible says that, that we actually have perfect peace when our imagination is stayed on God. I love that imagination thought. I mean, that's why God's given us imaginations. What if we turned our imagination to what if God? What, what, why do we have the Bible stories recorded about all the miracles? Not so you can do your little Bible study every morning and check the box. Not so that you can study God, so that your imagination can run wild with what God could do in your life and my life and this pandemic and this city. Come on, so your imagination can run wild on God. Like, what if God, what if God shows up? What if God heals? What if God delivers? What if, God, what are you up to next? God, what are you doing in this pandemic? God, what are you doing in the earth? Holy Spirit, how are you gonna do it? I know you conquered kings and brought down walls of Jericho and divided oceans and dried up rivers. Come on, you healed the deaf and, and helped the lame and, and caused the, the mute to talk and, and you, raised, you raised the dead and dethroned devils. Come on, what are you gonna do, God? Come on, my God, what's he gonna do next? I know I'm fired up today, but come on, what if you let your imagination run wild on God? Amen. That's why he gave me an imagination. That's why he gave you an imagination because perfect peace is his whose mind is stayed on. He, perfect peace is his whose imagination is stayed on God. Come on, let's imagine. Let's believe. Let's let peace govern our imagination. As we look, look and listen for what God is doing, let, let your imagination run wild on God. Number one, peace will govern you. Number two, peace will guard you. Peace will guard you. The Amplified in Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says this, do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every circumstance and situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. And the peace of God, that peace which reassures the heart, 
that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus is yours. He's saying that when you begin to pray, when you begin to worry or be anxious to pray, and there's actually a peace that guards your imagination, that you pray about stuff and God gives you a feeling that'll guard your thinking, that'll guard your heart, that'll guard your heart and mind, your imagination. That we've got this peace that God gives. It's a guard dog. You and I need a guard dog called peace to protect our home and our, our life. Come on. What, what does a guard dog do? A guard dog protects your house from, un, from intruders or uninvited guests. Satan's always trying to send an intruder or an uninvited guest into your heart or mind to get you thinking and imagining in a weird way. Satan's always sending an intruder and you need peace as a guard dog to say, wait, no, 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 that doesn't belong on my property. I got two dogs. I got a 110-pound dog named Zoe. I got a 15-pound dog named Daisy. Zoe won't bark at a flea. Daisy, the little 15-pound dog, that little sucker will bark at anything walking up the driveway. She'll just bark and bark. It bugs me so bad. It's us. Like, she's barking at us. I'm your owner. Shut up. You know, I'm like, and my barks at my kids, and she just barks. She's this little 15-pound. The 110-pound dog's asleep. The little guard dog, little Daisy, she's just barking, barking, barking until, and then I'll walk up, and it's me, and I'm like, shut, Daisy, it's me. I'm like looking at my wife. It's my wife's dog. I'm like, shut her up. It's me. And she's like, she's like, it's fine. Let her. She's just protecting the house. So I'm like, I look at Daisy. I'm like, it's me, and finally she'll be quiet. But then when I go to walk off, she, gets, she looks at me and gives me one last little <laughs> just to let me know she's paying attention, just to let me know she's got it, you know. And I'll tell my wife, I said, baby, if the intruder ever sees the size of this dog, if the intruder ever sees what this dog actually is, we dead. <laughs> and my wife's like, no, baby, the, the dog gives me peace. It actually gives me peace. She lets me know what's coming on the property. She lets me know if the kids are sneaking out. She lets me know if there's movement that's, that's unauthorized, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And, and so I was like, you know what? You're right. She, she does. She, even though she's barking, she does give us peace. She guards our home from anything that might be moving on the property that's not allowed or not legal. Listen, uh, she's small, but she's warning us. A lot of you are waiting for this big giant sign for heaven to part. You're praying right now, Jesus, just come back to give me peace. God, would you just split the heavens? It doesn't have to be that big. It can be the small little voice, the small little whisper, the small little bark. Come on, the little dog telling you, come on, this is, you, this ain't, this, you don't have peace in this. Come on, this is an intruder. Peace guards my heart. Peace guards your heart. Peace will guard your life. It's so important that we allow peace to guard us. He says, God says, if you're anxious, if you're worried, anytime that stuff comes your way, pray, have petition, ask God. He's the one that can handle it anyway. So as you give it to him, he gives you this feeling of peace that'll actually guard your imagination. Peace will govern you. Peace will guard you. And the last one, peace will guide you. Peace will guide you. We need guidance right now. I need guidance in my life. We're all having to make decisions. And as leaders, we need guidance. As fathers and mothers, as students, as, 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 as just people going through something that's never happened before, we need guidance. This is what it says in Colossians 3.15 in the Amplified. It says, let the peace of Christ, the inner calm of one who walks daily with God, be the controlling factor in your hearts. Come on, I, I don't always walk here. Come on, if we're gonna be honest, we don't always walk here. Let it be the controlling factor in your hearts, deciding and settling questions that arise. 
To this peace, indeed, you and I were called as members of the body of believers and be thankful to God always. He's saying that peace should be the guide, should be the controlling factor of how you make your decisions. That literally, that you should allow peace when questions arise and you're wondering, which way should I go? How should I answer? Peace should be the deciding factor. There's one translation of this that says that peace is actually the umpire of your hearts. What does an umpire do? An umpire calls balls and strikes. An umpire decides if the batter is out. An umpire decides if it's a fair ball or a foul ball. What the scripture is saying is let peace decide if something is fair or foul in your life. Let it guide you and help your decision-making process if it's a strike or if it's a ball. If it's, if you're, if it's out of your life or not, let it be the umpire of your decision-making process. I know a lot of times we run through peace. Whenever, whenever my sons and I, we wrestle, I'm comparing my dog to peace today for a lot, but my sons and I will wrestle and that little dog, Daisy, she's uncomfortable with it. She starts coming in the kitchen, just yapping, just we're just wrestling and just playing around. It, just, it makes her uncomfortable. She doesn't like it. Have you ever wrestled with a decision and you had that little bark going on in the background, but you just keep deciding that stupidity anyway? You just keep doing that dumb thing. You just go, come on. We all run right through that barking in the background sometimes. And peace wants to actually talk to us when we're wrestling with decisions and let us know, hey, this isn't, this isn't good. This isn't the direction I want you to go. And you and I need to listen to that peace more than ever before. Come on, Jesus promised a peace that would guide us, guard us, and govern us. It's so important right now in this hour. And I want to I wanna close and I want to pray for you. I, I, just, I just think that he is the prince of peace. He's, he's the czar of peace. He's the one that's, that's writing and authoring peace in our life. And, and I know you might be going through all types of storms, but God can bring peace today. He wants to put peace into your life. When we get in those boats and we were whitewater rafting, we had a guide in that boat. One guy, one guy we were, or girl, guy or girl, we were trusting our life to. And that person knew every turn and every corner and every rock and every boulder and every bit of where the water flowed in that river. And we were trusting our lives to them. But they also said, you better listen to me. You better listen when I call out these commands. You better turn when I say turn. You better paddle when I say paddle. They'll only listen to my voice and one voice only. And we trained ourselves because it was life or death to listen to that person in the back of the boat and that person is Jesus and all through that river was boulders and deadly things and chaos and white water and that one guy knew exactly where to get us so we could rest and refresh and keep our life safe that's Jesus for you and I no matter what the world is going through the chaos and the bloodshed and the hurt and the pain it's all around us come on this world is broken guys more than ever we need a guide that can lead us to still waters Come on, I don't need 10 success tips. I don't, I don't need to know how to be happy at home. <laughs> I need a guide to get me to still waters. There's storms all around, and sometimes the storm isn't calm. Sometimes it's the servant. And, and I, I just want to pray for you today. If you need peace to guide you, guard you, or govern you, you need peace to to flood your life and you need to trust God again that he's got this in the middle of your storm I want to pray for that and number two I want to pray for you if you've never surrendered your life to Jesus Christ come on you cannot navigate this planet and get to eternity in heaven without Jesus the Bible says that Jesus came to this planet died defeated death defeated storms defeated chaos rose from the dead took our sin paid for it took our shame our guilt nailed it to a tree went to heaven and gives us eternal life and invites us into the family of God there's no greater peace 
Some of you are so anxious and so worried because you don't have a peace that comes from knowing you have eternal life beyond all this with God. And you need to come into the family of God today. We call it making a fresh start. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, if you give your life to Jesus, you get a fresh start with God. Some people call it being born again. Come on, you, you can actually be born into the family of God by surrendering to Jesus. Not by cleaning up your life, not by going to church, not by following all the rules, none of that. By saying, Jesus, you are my guide. I'm gonna listen to you. I'm gonna obey your word. I'm gonna give you my life. I surrender. I am not perfect. I'm far from it. I never will be, but I allow you to live your perfect life in me. And I surrender to your voice in my life. I believe you are God and I want you to be my God. That's just, that's as simple as that, making a fresh start. If you need that, if you know you need a fresh start today, you need to come into the family of God. God is inviting you right now into his family. You can be a, a child of God, a son or daughter of God. It's as simple as just saying yes to Jesus. I'm going to pray for you in a minute. If that's you and you need a fresh start or you need to come back to God, you know you, you've been away from God. You've been living outside of his will. You don't have peace because you know you're not serving and living for God. You need to come back to God. Come on, just type fresh start in the chat box right now. Just type fresh start. We'd love to pray with you or help you out in any way we can. Just type fresh start. If you need to, to accept Jesus Christ to become a Christian today, if you want to say, I need a fresh start, I want him to be my God, type fresh start. We're going to pray with you and send you a link to, to have some resources to walk that out. I'm going to pray for you right now. Just open your heart up. I want to pray for peace, and I want to pray for those that are making a fresh start. Father, thank you so much that you promised us peace. You said you give us a peace that the world can't offer, that there will be storms, there will be white water there will be trials there will be struggles it'll be all around us you said for us not to worry for us to take heart for us not to be troubled or be afraid in our heart that that there's a great tendency to wonder if you care there's going to be a tendency to worry or or struggle with 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 different things but god you told us not to and it's possible because you've given us your peace Jesus, we receive you as peace today. You are the one ruling and reigning. You know every turn, every twist, every flow of the river of called life. You know where we're going, where we're headed. You know every danger. Lord, lead us to still waters right now. For those listening that need to be guided more or governed more or guarded more by your peace, I pray for it to be a reality today. Guide them, guard them, govern them with your peace. Lord, I pray right now for some people's imaginations, those that have been having their imagination run wild into what-if scenarios of this disease or, or family members or all the concerns we all face, all the things the news is feeding us, those that have been feeding on the news and their imaginations going wild on the world system. God, I pray their imaginations would run wild on you today, God. Lord, our imagination opens up to what are you doing? What are you saying? How are you going to bring miracles to this planet? What kind of revival are you going to bring to our neighborhoods? What kind of cure are you going to bring to our cities? What are you doing, God? What are you going to do next, Jesus? Because you can do anything. Our imaginations run wild on you today, God. Lord, open up our hearts and our minds and our eyes to a peace that comes from our, our imagination being on you and you alone. If you're listening and you said, I need Jesus, I'm gonna pray a prayer right now. If you need a fresh start, just pray this prayer with me. No magic in the words, just, just a prayer of surrender and believing that Jesus is God from your heart. Simple as this, just pray with me. You can pray it right there, wherever you're watching from. Jesus, I surrender. I accept you as my God. I believe that you died for me and my sins. You took all my sin and my shame and my guilt. You nailed it to that cross. You rose from the dead on the third day. 
to give me a brand new life. I receive your life today. Holy Spirit, fill me. I repent of my sins. Thank you for inviting me into the family of God. God, I surrender. You are my God. I will serve you the rest of my life. In Jesus' mighty name, thank you for a brand new peace. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, give God praise right there in your living room. I'm believing for peace to flood you in Jesus' name. What an awesome, awesome morning. Come on, stay tuned online. We've got a lot happening. I'm so proud of you guys, the way you're staying engaged, the way you're being transformation in our community. I'm honored to be your pastor. I'm honored to run this race with you and lead with you and, and believe God for what's next in our church. More information is coming soon. Come on, we're gonna get back together soon. We're gonna meet again as a church. Come on, we're not gonna be like this forever. We're gonna get that information out to you. Love you so much. Continue to be transformation everywhere you go. In Jesus' name, have an amazing week.